0: Well, as we're knocking at the door of another weekend, it is the Speaking For Him podcast. Ooh, I'm sorry, a little drool right there. Uh, I'm kind of drooling from what we're going to be talking about today as we're kicking off the weekend. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison.
1: Hello, Adam. I'm pretty excited about this, too. And um, as a matter of fact, because I know that you are super excited, I'm going to change things up a little bit and let you ask the first question. But, but before we do that, um, I should introduce our guest, our guest is the operator of Chick-fil-A Grand Rapids South. His name is Brad Sperlin, and we are privileged to have him in our studio. And we will get to an interview with him as soon as Adam gives us our quote of the day.
0: To glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us, to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. That quote was from September 14th of 2013.
1: And that was a mission slash vision statement that Chick fil A came up at their came up with at their corporate headquarters. And so I thought it would be a good lead in to our discussion. And so Adam, do you wanna
0: lead us off? I would love to. Brad, what kind of food do you bring? I'm kidding. No, I, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Actually, you were so generous. about chocolate chip cookies we for brought, us. We brought the uh, famous Chick-fil-A uh, chocolate chip cookies.
2: You guys awesome. are the best.
0: And you said my pleasure afterwards, too. <laughs> so. It is our pleasure. <laughs> I got yeah. a little starstruck from all of yeah, It was our <laughs> so pleasure. It that was amazing. Our pleasure. So so. Um Brad, before we get into a little more of uh, Chick-fil-A life and, and the secrets behind the kitchen doors, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I uh, First and foremost, I'm a... A uh, husband, my wife Rena, and dad to my three children. Uh, my wife and I have been married for 32 years. Um, uh, my two oldest daughters—they both attended Indiana Wesleyan University down in Fort Wayne, Indiana, or uh, Marion, Indiana—and uh, I have a I have a young son who is a sophomore at the University of Michigan right now. Oh, so, go, blue. Yeah. go blue! Go blue! Go uh, blue! Both uh, both mom and dad—we're uh, Indiana University grads, so uh we we hail from indiana we we both grew up in indiana uh, but we moved our family to uh beautiful west michigan in year 2000 so this is home for us it's all my kids really know they grew up here went to school here and so this is this is home
1: well you know you hoosiers can have basketball as long as you want us <laughs> have football that's, that's exactly so.
2: right a lot of people ask me who i root for in football and it's a standard answer growing up in indiana college football season only meant one thing and one thing only and that was October 15th was right around the corner which is the first day of basketball practice. <laughs> so so yeah when you grow up in Indiana it's uh it's all about basketball. <laughs> so, the countdown begins. That's exactly right.
1: All right well one of the one of the key things about Chick-fil-A is that it is a um Christian founded organization and from just talking to you um off air. Before we started recording this interview, I know that there is quite a Christian background that you have, and you mentioned um, your daughter's going to Indiana Wesleyan Christian College. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell us a little bit about your walk with Christ and how that became personal to you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, like a lot of other people that that came to know Christ, it started with an invitation to dinner. Uh, my wife and I met just out of college. Uh, neither one of us were really attending church, uh, but uh, a gentleman that I worked with, um, st- they, him and his family started invite, inviting us over for dinner, and we were a young married couple, and we came up with literally just about every excuse known <laughs> to man uh, to not go to dinner with this family, uh, but when we finally ran out of excuses, we went to dinner with them, and uh, I'll try and get through this without becoming emotional, but uh, it literally was a dinner that changed our lives. We we were we went to you know young married couple uh, less than a year and uh, we were having dinner with this family with three little kids and uh, uh, and I'll never forget this on the way home. Uh, Rena and I both said you know there was there was something different about that family and uh, I think God laid it on uh, Ed and Wanda Kaufman's heart that they were not going to let us out of their. Reach, and we literally became a permanent home. Oh, I laugh now, but almost became a permanent fixture at that dinner table and uh so we started attending church where they did, of course, and uh that led to Rean and I becoming baptized uh at uh Church's Point Christian Church down in Indianapolis on the northwest side so
1: awesome. well um, that's such an encouraging thing because I've often felt that the the best thing that you can do to reach people for Christ is to have a relationship with them. Yeah. And it shows that that pays off because sometimes it can get discouraging because I think we all have people that we love and care about that we've prayed for for years that haven't made that decision yet. And, uh, um, it's, it's great to know that this family didn't give up on you and yeah. continued to be a part of your life. And, um, that's just, I love hearing other people's stories. So that's great. Um, all right. So now we can turn to <laughs> Things Restaurant. <laughs> so, uh can you tell us how you decided that you wanted to go into the restaurant business?
2: Yeah, uh I don't know that I ever had a a yearning desire to go into the restaurant business. I've always had an entrepreneurial flair about me. I, I've always had that entrepreneurial itch. Um but for whatever reasons, uh you know, God kind of uh well, blessed me and kind of kept me in corporate America for a, for the majority, uh, time in my career. But I became exposed to Chick-fil-A uh, about 20 years ago when I was living in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, and I met the local operator, the owner operator. He and I, uh, had both moved our families to Fort Wayne at the same time. And we met at church and we were both families independently. We didn't know each other, but we we kind of found this church in Fort Wayne. And, um, uh, I was like, you know, what's what's this Chick Fil A thing about? Uh, growing up in Indiana back, you know, back in the day, Chick Fil A was that place in a mall, uh, and it was, you know, they were always handing out samples. And, you know, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, uh, interesting fact about Chick Fil A—they were the very first restaurant to go into a mall uh, down in just outside of Atlanta, Green Bar Mall. I'm okay. Um, so, uh, but anyway, you know, my relationship with uh, Brian Smith uh, back in Fort Wayne was the first time that. I kind of thought, well, this Chick-fil-A thing might be kind of cool. Uh, But as uh, God would have it, his plan was different than mine at the time. I moved to Michigan, and Brian moved to uh, Maryland. But we always stayed in touch. Um, So uh, I started pursuing Chick-fil-A over 15 years ago to bring them to West Michigan. My first letter of interest to Chick-fil-A was in the year 2002. Um, and so it's been quite the journey uh, to to come to where we are today.
1: So, yeah, I, I asked the restaurant business question because I wasn't sure if Chick Fil A was your first job or not. So that's interesting. Yeah, uh, to find that that I, was that was what drove you is to, is to get involved with Chick Fil A. Yeah, so. absolutely.
2: I never even worked in a restaurant before owning
1: you know one of the most powerful <laughs> wow. brands in America
2: today. And so uh, it's been like drinking from a fire hose ever since. <laughs>
1: Uh, well then I don't. You answered the next question with that one because I was gonna say why did you choose Chick Fil A, but you uh, obviously have had a plan and a passion that was growing for that. Yeah, it's much like my faith.
2: I had a relationship with a current owner mm-hmm. and saw the fruits and and the blessings that uh, that came along with it. But I I speak of that in terms of really the blessings that uh, I as an operator and owner get to do with my community. It's 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 an incredible uh, opportunity and blessing to come along with so many great organizations in the community and work with them and support them.
1: So, That's awesome. So can you tell us a little bit more about the process of becoming an operator? I know you talked about your initial letter yeah. of interest. It, it's uh, nothing
2: short of gruesome. Uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, just to give you some data around that, in 2016, a Chick-fil-A received over 50,000 uh, applications to own a Chick-fil-A. Um, you can go to the Chick-fil-A.com website, and you can click on Interested in Becoming an Owner Operator, and you can send in your information. Um, from that, they whittle that down pretty quickly uh, to, you know, legitimate uh because anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, from there, the standard average right now is about a two-year vetting process um, and uh, multiple interviews and, and, and all that. So um, in 2005, I put together a marketing package um, for West Michigan, because uh, I thought West Michigan would just be a perfect fit for Chick-fil-A. And I couldn't understand why they weren't here. And Um, I'll never forget, I mailed that to the appropriate people at Chick-fil-A, and I got a call back. Um, And I was so impressed by that, you know, that a a billion-dollar corporation gets this package from, you know, some (laughs) from John Q. Public in Grand Rapids. And and the uh, the senior vice president called me back and said, uh, hey, Brad, thanks so much for the package. We know all about Grand Rapids. Um, And I'll never forget this. He said, it'll be at least 10 years before we ever get to Michigan. Wow. And as I sunk in my seat, it was, you know. Uh, but the reason was they were growing so much in the south. They were just opening up the, the uh, California market. And he said, you know, we'll get there, but it'll be 10 years. And so, sure enough, in January of 2015, through my friend, uh, my other Chick-fil-A friend from Fort Wayne called me and said, hey, I, I just saw an internal thing. They're coming to Michigan. They're going to be in Grand Rapids. Do you want to try again? And so, put my name in the hat. And it took just over eighteen months uh, to get through the process of of actually signing the contract uh, to bring him here to West Michigan. So,
1: so do you? Um, so he was about he was about correct with the tenure. He was almost now. dead on.
2: Mm-hmm. He was almost dead on. So
1: that says a lot, right there. Yeah
2: yeah they know what they're doing. They're very slow, they're very methodical uh they're very well thought out on where they they're very strategic mm-hmm. I guess would be a better word so
1: well, I think I had read that when they got their start, they kind of started as a um like a sporting event uh concession mm-hmm. and every individual place made the sandwiches and then they started getting complaints about the quality and so then that's when they started to. To develop the restaurants because they yeah. wanted to have control over the quality.
2: So yeah, Truett, Truett was not happy with that when he first started <laughs> expanding, and so he reined it in. He reined it all back in and decided that he wanted local ownership, uh, and that is the foundation of Chick Fil A is to have uh, a local owner in the community that is that is uh, being a good steward uh, of the business and of the brand, and that's probably also one of the main reasons why. Um, when you look at other what we refer to as quick service restaurants, um, you know, a lot of owners will own multiple uh, units. And in Chick-fil-A, that's very rare. And it all goes back to Truett's vision of he wanted the local owner-operator to be a part of the fabric, uh, the remnant of the community. And so that's why. Yeah.
1: So currently there's two West yep. Michigan Chick-fil-A locations. Yep. We're working on Holland, Adam. Mm. You know, Holland, uh, Holland's in
2: process. Woo, it's probably wow. the number one comment I get from <laughs> my Holland and Hudsonville customers. Yeah. When it, when's the Holland one going to open <laughs> up? And I, you know, soon, it's going to
1: be open soon. So so <laughs> you don't say I'm barring the door because I don't want to lose you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. I tell them, I'm like, well, you can come back and see me even though Holland's opening right, up. Right. Yeah. I don't want to lose all my customers, that's right, but, yeah. but Holland by far is the number one comment that I get. Uh, when, when are you going to open up?
1: Well, it's interesting to me because when they first started doing press articles about Chick-fil-A coming to West Michigan, yeah. it sounded like Holland was going to be the first local Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. And then... And then things switched around so that that makes it even more interesting cause yeah
2: sometimes when things get leaked in the press they probably make it to press sometimes when they're not supposed to yeah mm. I'm, and I'm i think that caught co- that might have caused some pullback a little bit i'm not sure of that yeah. but uh but i was blessed to to kind of have the opportunity to bring the first one to to west so, michigan so
1: you so you were the first one yes sir yeah and then and then the second one followed soon after yeah yeah so and i noticed you have Maggie's flowers on your table. Uh, what
2: a great story. I, I get so many comments on Maggie. Uh, I had just returned home from Atlanta, my training, uh, and I saw a story on Maggie. And I mean, I saw that story. I'm like, well, that's Chick-fil-A. That's got Chick-fil-A written all <laughs> over it. So I reached out to her, and the whole family came out and sat down with me, met me. We had just taken possession of the building, so we weren't even open. Uh, mom dad maggie and her brother came out and met with them and i just told them i said i don't know how we do this i'm a big you know i'm a corporate account i i need weekly flowers but i said i just want to be a part of this and uh bless her heart uh they all put their uh, put their heads together and they're like yeah let's do this and um so from there uh, so i was maggie's first quote-unquote Big account, right? <laughs> um, and then so from there, uh, when the other Chick-fil-A came online, they kind of read my story, the flower story on my tables, and they were like, well, how do we get a hold of this, Maggie? And I'm like, here's your her card. And so uh, <laughs> it's awesome. just incredible uh, to see that young lady, uh, what she's doing, and the, and the example that she's setting. I mean, she's an inspiration to me. And uh, so I could not be – she's my favorite vendor. Let's just <laughs> – she's uh, she's the favorite uh, vendor I have. And and I get comments literally every week from people that will take the time to read that little card on those vases. And um, they'll either want to make a donation, they'll want to buy the flower. Uh, and so we send them to Maggie's website. And, uh, yeah, I I keep teasing her. I'm like, she's going to be on Shark Tank. Uh, one yeah, right. day. Uh, Maggie's flowers is gonna go gonna go national. So, well,
1: we interviewed her about a year and a half ago, yeah. and, I, and I knew then that she was going places. So, she's gonna give you a run for your money. I yeah. hope so. You know what?
2: I I absolutely hope so. I tell you a real quick story about that. Uh, about two three months ago, Dan Kathy, uh, who's who's the you know owner of Chick Fil A uh, since Truett has passed away, visited our store, and I invited Maggie to come just to be a part of that. And uh, I'll tell you what's cool is he spent about, I would say, maybe five to eight uninterrupted minutes with Maggie. And uh, I went to her afterwards, and I said, Maggie, do you realize that that businessmen and women all across this country would would literally spend thousands of dollars to get one-on-one time with a CEO – of a billion dollar corporation, you just got eight minutes. Wow. for free, and she she got to and I think she got it, yeah, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gave her, he was just so proud of her and gave her words of encouragement. And so, I I can't, you can you can hear it in my voice. I love Maggie. I love what she's doing. I love what she stands for, and uh, uh, she's an inspiration to me.
1: Well, that's awesome because she's an inspiration to us too. Yep. And, yes, and hi again, Maggie. We're so proud uh, to say we knew you when. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. We're all going to say that. We're We're all going to say that. Yeah. (laughs) So, Adam, since this is such a big deal to you, do you have uh, maybe a couple more questions?
0: I do. I'm curious because, like, I remember when your store opened back in January, yeah. Yeah. and I was. That's back... good because I don't remember much. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of becoming a blur. Say. Yeah. Well, I remember I pulled out of my driveway, yeah. I made it to Hudsonville, and then we got stopped in Ottawa County for the dark drive. That's drive-through right. Line. That's so exactly right. The was... longest drive through in history. <laughs> yeah, which was totally worth it, by the way. Yeah. But, so. um, I'm just curious. Like, I'm sure it slowed down a little bit, but what's a typical day like for you?
2: Yeah, it's obviously slowed down quite a bit. Um, A typical day for me is obviously saying hi to everybody first when I get there. I I mean, I was, uh, I I think the Lord, I don't think, uh, God uh, blessed me incredibly. I had one of the concerns about opening up a Chick-fil-A in a brand new market is you don't have anyone that's ever worked at Chick-fil-A before. Uh. So what happens in other parts of the country when a Chick-fil-A will open you know naturally you will get other chick-fil-a employees who might say oh i live closer to that one or i want to move there and so uh, a chick-fil-a will open up with you know a handful of core people that have experience and know how to do it well there's not one in michigan and so i didn't have that right before we open i'll just single out two people you know i got phone calls and uh a young, young guy, Matt Lewis, uh, alumni from Cornerstone, said, hey, are you hiring? Uh, oh, by the way, I worked at Chick-fil-A for six years on the, <laughs> le- on the, le- on the leadership team uh, in, back in Cincinnati, Ohio, when I would go back for the summer. Wow. So, then I got another call from uh, Kelly Johnson, mm-hmm. who, uh, hey, hey, Brad, I'm living in Atlanta. I grew up in Grand Rapids. I've been with Chick-fil-A for three years. I'd love to move home. So I literally opened the door with two two solid people that knew the restaurant business, knew Chick Fil A, and uh, the reason I tell you that story is, um, you know, I'm not opening. That's probably the biggest question too I get personally. Like, or, or do you have to live at the store? And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. I've got you know, I've got a good leadership team. Typical day: get in, say hi to all my team members, uh, say hi to some customers that might be dining in with us for breakfast. Uh, first thing I always do is check what, what catering, uh, do we have going out for the day? That's a new segment of the business that we've just kind of opened the door to here in the last two months. You can go to www.grsouthcatering.com for Chick-fil-A <laughs> catering. Um, and so I always check and see what's going on. And then, you know, just like any other business, check some emails, pay some bills, uh, check in to see how the operation's running, uh, plan out the rest of the day. How's our staffing, uh, how's our coverage, and uh, probably the, my favorite part of the day, of a typical day, though, really is twofold, and that is working alongside my team members. Um, I'm a workaholic. It's kind of one of my love languages. You know, I love to work, and they get a big kick out of seeing me doing dishes and getting dirty. <laughs> and uh, But then the other part that I truly enjoy uh, that's really a bonus for me is – just working the what we call working the dining room. And that's just literally serving my guests, mm-hmm. uh, getting to say hi to them, getting to know them personally. My wife, Rena, is, I think, on a first-name basis with probably, you know, a greater part of uh, 50% of our customers. And i, I got to tell you, had I known 20 years ago how much I truly enjoy the hospitality slash service industry. I think I would have changed careers, whether it was Chick-fil-A or not. The fact that I did it with Chick-fil-A is a bonus. But I love serving my guests. I, I love taking their tray for them. I love I just enjoy serving other people. And I think that's really the heart of Chick-fil-A. If you if you were to interview one of the 2000 other operators, you're eventually going to get to the Matthew 541, the second mile server, we we just at our core enjoy serving people and Really, though, that's a typical day. Interact with my team members, pay the bills, answer emails, uh, do fun stuff like this. Um, well, and, serving my guests,
1: and that and that's servant leadership. You know, a lot of times people think that leadership is sitting in a cushy office and yeah. never being uh, 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 around the people, but leadership is is being willing to do the things that you're asking yeah. other people to do. And and I know that we have mutual acquaintances my employer the potter's house and yeah. you were just referencing a, fr- a mutual friend of ours elf clark yeah Alf. who's the dean of students yeah awesome and, and he rolls up his sleeves every day and and serves the students of the potter's house and all the staff and somehow still has energy at the end of the day yeah. i don't know how he does yeah. it but he does because yeah. he's, he's loud and boisterous and just, <laughs> just uplifts everybody there but that's the kind of leader that he is. And, and I know that's the kind of leadership you're talking about with Chick-fil-A. And that's just exciting to see because it's a good example to people like myself who, uh, who want to be good leaders and yeah. want to become better. Exactly. Leaders. So. Exactly.
2: One of the things I take most sacred is obviously working at a quick service restaurant. I've got a fair amount of, of young adults and this is their first job. And I got to tell you, uh, I take that very seriously, and and one of my mission statements that I wrote in my business plan to Chick-fil-A is you know, I wanted to set an example for, for those young adults who this is their first job, and there's a lot of pluses and minuses when you come, when you're talking about some teenagers that they've never worked before, but uh, a part of my ministry, hopefully, is I want to teach them that there is honor, truly honor in all work. And that we're to do our very best, whether it's the owner doing dishes on a Saturday, uh, or whether I'm taking the trash out. There's there's honor in just hard work, and uh, I hope I think we're doing that. We get a ton of comments from guests that are just really impressed with our with our team members, and, and especially the young adults, because you know sometimes I think the millennials and the young adults get a bad rap. We've got phenomenal young people, and they work hard, and I'm I'm trying to kind of show them show them hey, uh, yeah, I may own the place, but if the trash needs taken out, I'm
1: taking the trash out. So. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, um, I know you've talked about some great things about uh, um, working working for Chick Fil A and, and operating in Chick Fil A, but what would you say is the hardest thing about running Chick Fil A?
2: Yeah, you know, I I don't know that it has Chick Fil A uh, specific. I think the hardest thing about running a business right now are a couple are a couple things not just one thing but uh you know west michigan is at i think 2.7 percent unemployment so it's finding that person uh that you know uh is looking for a job i mean that's you gotta find those people first that that's a challenge uh we've been very blessed uh, right where we're located m6 in kalamazoo that we've got you know south christian high school is is uh phenomenal east kentwood good we got some great colleges um so that's always a challenge. And one of the things I look at, I look at these young adults' schedules now. And I don't know whether back in my day I didn't – I felt like I was always busy, but dear Lord. <laughs> I mean, they got they got banned. They got, you know, they got all
0: these Sports things. every night.
2: And one of the things that I tell them when I interview them is I want to be the most flexible employers. So I want to work – you tell me when you're available – and we'll try and make it work. I don't think I was prepared for, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can work on this Tuesday three weeks from now. Um, I say that in joking, but I'm a dad first. I get it. My, kid, <laughs> right. my kids were like that too. But that's a challenge, you know, making sure that we've got pr- appropriate coverage. Because at the end of the day, it, it's all Chick-fil-A and everything, but it's a business still. And we got we haven't had have enough people uh, because, you know, that drive through needs to be humming. I need to get you in and out of that drive through. Quickly, and so that's a challenge. Uh, it's a it's one that we uh, we're up to the task, but that's a challenge. Make sure we have great coverage. Um, so yeah, that, that would be one.
1: You kind of um, talked around this a little bit, but could you quantify what you would think is the biggest blessing of uh, working for Chick Fil A? I, I don't know that we have
2: enough time. Um, I, I I thought you know I pursued Chick Fil A for fifteen years before you know opening. I thought I knew a lot about Chick Fil A until I until I actually joined them. Um, and a, a, one specific memory: uh, I was down in Atlanta about my third day of training, and they kind of they took us on a visions and values tour of Chick Fil A, and um, it just literally stopped me on my tracks so of just the incredible um, blessings and contributions that Chick Fil A makes. All across the nation that you don't know about and so one of the things that every operator uh, is passionate about is how do we model Truett's generosity Mm -hmm. in our community and so I would say uh, that's been an incredible blessing is to um, take the fruits and labor you know take the the blessings of our labor uh, and our hard work, and and see where God wants to share it in the community, um, it's, and it's it's literally one of my daily prayers. Is uh, I, you know people uh, when they see my name tag like, oh, you're the owner, you know, and I've 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 come to shy away from that, and because um, I, I'm merely the steward. That Chick fil A is going to be here, hopefully, right, long after I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And so one of my daily. Uh, silent prayers is, hey, this belongs to you, God. What, what do you want me to do with it in the community where I'm I'm residing at, at, at in the you know, M6, Kalamazoo? Wh- who am I to touch? Who am Who am I to invest in? And uh, it that that uh, that motivates me every day is to, hey, who who is? We believe everybody has a story, and that's also at the heart of every Chick Fil A that you'll go into. In fact, if you visit a Chick-fil-A, inside every Chick-fil-A, you'll find a community table. So if you go into my Chick-fil-A at M6 in Kalamazoo, there's that long table that seats about eight people. It's wooden. What people don't know about, and I actually have to do a better job of telling this story, is uh, underneath that table is a letter written by the man who put that assembled that table. And we believe the community table is a reflection of what Christ is trying to do in us, and that is to restore us to our rightful, to keep renewing us uh, so that we're producing uh, fruit. And that letter is written by a man exiting a program uh, that, that this person has been through and writes a letter on, on what that program has meant to them, and it's a powerful story. And so we believe that everybody enters the store has a story, and it's our job to serve them. Uh, So on any given day, I know that somebody may or may not have just gotten bad news, right? Um, And for whatever reason, they're stopping on their way to or their way from something like that. And um, we take that very seriously. Uh, And some people say, well, how can you do that? You can do it. Uh, you, You absolutely can do it. And I think people... Pardon the pun, but I think people are hungry for that, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, you stopped at my restaurant. That's an incredible privilege for me to serve you. And uh, if I get you for two minutes or four minutes in the drive through or if I get you for however long you want to be in the dining room, I want my place of business to be a respite or a place where you're going to celebrate something. Uh, but either way, you know you're going to get loved. Uh, whether that's me refreshing your beverage or taking your tray for you or um, or literally uh, spending time with you, which I was not prepared for that. And that's probably I talk a lot. But to get back to your question, I think that's the biggest blessing is to get to know intimately some of my customers and share very, very intimate things about them and to be able to pray for them and be
1: alongside them and that's probably actually how I got in contact with you is because one of the first times we came um there was a there was a mistake in our order and your wife came and yeah. corrected the corrected the issue herself and I got to talk to her for about 5 to 10 minutes yeah. and she took that time and I've never forgotten it thank you I... from the, from the first time I went in there so and that's she gave me your card and uh I I waited a couple months to contact you because I knew things were crazy. Yeah, but yeah. I was looking forward to it because that is the fe- that's exactly the feeling that I got was that this is that these are real people wanting to serve real people. That's right. That's, that's very exciting. Yeah, that's right. So Adam, I know I've gone to you a lot more than usual, <laughs> but do you have any final questions for our guests?
0: Uh, I am curious if. Somebody was maybe looking to get into the restaurant business, sure. this yeah. field. Yeah. What would be, over the past nine months on that you've learned, what would be the advice you'd give them?
2: Yeah, so being new to the industry, uh, I, I would say kind of what I spoke of earlier is check yourself to make sure you, you truly have that servant's heart. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. You're serving people, and people are in a hurry. They're busy. They're scheduled. You know, their, their calendars are full. So, well, you know, I'm talking about my type of restaurant, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, you're, not, you're not going downtown. and, and uh, But, but uh, then another thing that I've done, uh, which has been really fun over the last probably five months, is I've hosted a number of individuals who are interested Uh, whether it's Chick-fil-A or another one, they've kind of heard my story. You know, my story is a little bit different than most of the other Chick-fil-A operators. You know, I'm obviously um, on the back nine of my career, so (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Uh, I left a very, very good job uh, and started this new venture. And and so I've had a number of, uh, mostly men, but I've had a few women, too, contact me like, you know, how did you you decide to leave – a good stable job and do this new thing and and so where I'm going with that is I would encourage them to you know go to an establishment whether it's mine or uh, any other and just say hey can I shadow you uh and so I've I've had I've hosted probably six or seven uh individuals who've come in on a Saturday I've given them a uniform and let's get after it all day and and uh they will tell you a lot you know <laughs> it's uh, I had one I had one guy who was tracking his steps on his little fitness. <laughs> and he said, "Is this, is this a normal day?" <laughs> and uh, I said, "Yeah, it's this. Yeah, that's a normal day." He's like, "Wow, I had no idea." <laughs> uh, but that's what I would say. Uh, go ask questions. Uh, I, I know I can speak for Kristen Jay at the other Chick Fil A. If I, I I had a guy track me down from Alabama about a month ago, and we did a, I gave him. 40 minutes on the phone, just questions like, "What? what about this? What about that? And, but if you're in the community, stop on by. I'd love to, I'll, I'm an open book. I got my dream. All I ever wanted to do was own my own business. And the fact that it's Chick-fil-A is, is the cherry on top. And really one of my passions now is to help others get their dreams. And that's why I'm so passionate about my young team members, exposing them to uh, entrepreneurship. But if there's somebody out there, Pick up the phone. Call. Love to
1: love to chat with you. Well, we have definitely enjoyed this conversation, and definitely will think about Chick Fil A a little different next time we're in, and maybe even check out that community table. Yes, please. I, 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 you know, I did notice it. I noticed that in both of the West Michigan locations, yeah. there's that table that's different from all the other tables, and it did look interesting. So, I will definitely be thinking about that more next time i go in yeah, please, i have yeah. a final question and yes. that is do you have a bible verse that uh either um encourages you specifically in life or more particularly as as a businessman
2: i do uh and i would say this is just came about uh you know growing up it was always proverbs three four five and six it was always my kind of my personal trust not in the lord and lean on your... Because I need a sometimes I need a two before to my head, to give, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I will tell you, since kind of opening up Chick Fil A, it, it has shifted and it, it's it's more of a story than a verse. And it it's simply um, I, I have a personal statement now that I try and say to myself, and that is I tr- I'm trying not to look down. Here's what I mean by that, and I'll I'll, I'll try not to get uh, I'll try and maintain. I can't explain this uh it It is truly the greatest other outside of marriage and kids right uh, the greatest gift uh, and i can 't explain it so therefore i'm trying to i 'm trying to keep my eyes on Jesus and not look down on the water you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh i'm just i'm trying to every day just like this this is all you what do you want me to do with it and i 'm afraid if if I start looking down you know like Oh, my gosh. Uh, so I'm, I am I wake up every day, and I, I'm I'm just trying not to, to look down and hmm. keep my eyes ahead of me.
0: Amen.
1: That's good advice. You know, I, I, I thought of the story, which I'm sure to which you're referring, when Peter got out of the boat, yep. and That's then it. he was walking on the water, and everything was fine, and then he looked down and started sinking and had to say to the Lord, save me. And I just think about that because a lot of times we give, or a bum rap but at least he got out of the boat yeah and so as we get out of the boat we need to make sure that we are trusting him and keeping our eyes on him and you know i i think about that with my current job situation because there were so many jobs that i thought i wanted yeah and then i now have a job that i absolutely love and if he had said yes to any of those other jobs that he said no to I wouldn't have been available for this one so um it's such a blessing to know that God directs us and I know you were talking about you maybe would have gotten into the restaurant business um earlier if you'd known what you know now but God was probably just grooming you for Chick-fil-a so um, (laughs) so um I definitely appreciate your time Brad and hopefully we will stay in touch and Definitely be in to eat more chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: eat, eat more chicken. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, been my uh, privilege to be here, and it's been my pleasure to, to uh, talk with you all today.
0: Any final thoughts, Adam? Hey, thank you for what you do, and uh, we continue to um, pray blessings over you and your you. business, and um, financially, we'll be blessed from my own wallet, so <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, eat more chicken. That's all right. Thanks for your time. We appreciate my it. My pleasure.
1: All right. Thank you very much. And that is what we have for you this week. I hope that you enjoyed this interview with Brad Sperlin, operator of Grand Rapids Chick-fil-A South, and that you will uh, share this with your family and friends and let other people know about this podcast so that you can join us every week. Thank you very much, and have a great weekend, and keep serving the best of Masters.